Blog Talk Radio.
have all come together at the same time. I remember it wasn't, it seems like it was years ago, but it was only maybe a month ago where Zeke had said, we need to keep our foot on the throat. He wants us to just, I just want to choke him out, just choke him out. Seems like that was just eons ago. It wasn't that far ago. So if, if for whatever reason, we're not playing a complete brand of football last week, not the Raiders game, but the one against the Chiefs, the defense played well, but the offense struggled. This week, the offense put up points. Special teams piled 100-yard touchdowns, kickoff run, but the defense was a letdown. Um, penalties aside, well, I'm sure we'll get into that, but overall, still not playing a complete brand of uh, football, and, and that's what we got to get back to doing. Yeah, you know, this was a very deceptive game because when you look at it and you look at the score and you say, you know, the offense put up 33 points, how did you lose? Well, the defense gave up 36. But when you're watching the game, it didn't feel like – it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel like the defense played – I mean, beyond the penalties, which we will talk about. But it didn't feel like, you know, the defense played a horrible game. I mean, there were a number of times we needed to stop. I mean, I think both teams were like 3 of 13 on third down or something crazy like that. And I think there were a number of times we were looking for a stop, particularly in the fourth quarter. And the offense didn't really get going until the fourth quarter. The first three quarters, that offense was putt-puttering. And it was really Dak, you know, started getting into his rhythm in the, in the fourth quarter. And I think what, one of the problems we've had is, you know, this team cannot – play well from behind. It is a front-running team. This team needs to get up by 7, 10, 14 points. And, 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 you know, and then the defense can pin their ears back and go get their quarterback. Then, you know, they don't know what we're doing. So run game is um, run game opens up. So, you know, you know I, I, I'm trying to find my words. The, the the offense took too long to get going. And by the time they got going, the defense was tired. <laughs> you know, the defense was tired. And, you know, I think what you said is right on point. You know, we, we need, you know, all three phases of this game to at least hold their own. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just not happening. It's just not happening. And it's frustrating. Because do you really think the Raiders are a better team than the Cowboys? Do you really think the Broncos are a better team than the Cowboys? I can take the loss to to the Bucks. I can even take the loss to the resurgent Chiefs. Those teams were in the Super Bowl last year. And two of the best quarterbacks, you know, in modern history playing. I can I can understand that. But the Broncos and the Raiders, and especially this Raiders team, I mean that was just just looked like they were just left for dead, and then they come in and play like that. That's 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 where I'm failing to understand. We are better than these teams. We should be sitting at nine and two right now, and we're sitting at seven and four. And I'm I don't know, Jay. I'm trying to figure out what. I mean, we can talk about, you know, they should do this or they should do that. But is it is it coaching? Is it a mentality? Is it I mean, what is there an intangible that that's being missed? Well, I think it's funny. I was thinking about coaching because 
you know, we're talking about the same level of talent minus the injuries, which I think is also another part of this that you got to take into account. You don't have your top two wideouts. You don't have your top two pass rushers. It's always next man up, but unfortunately there's going to be some drop-off just because those are your starters. Uh, even with that being said, we've had conversations about, I'm just going to say the coaching staff as a whole. I'm not going to pinpoint anybody right now, although you know where I'm going. Coaching staff as a whole, you know what, hell with it. There's been some questionable things McCarthy has done. Um, play, Not so much play calling, but time management, decisions being made that the head coach is responsible for. Um, so I think coaching it has to be taken into account. We've talked about this on the show in, in prior weeks when it came to game management decisions, and obviously that didn't come into play with this particular game. But I think coaching and getting the players in proper position, especially on a short week, speaks volumes in the National Football League. So I think that has to be taken into account, and, and, and that right along with execution. you got a game plan, got to execute it. So there's, there's some um, accountability on the players as well to uh, make sure they get the job done. But I think the coaches, really, it's just, bottom line, it's just the coaches and the players all together. Let's just call it what it is. Players got to execute, coaches got to coach better. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I, 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 I'm really not feeling the coaching in general um, at this point. I think there are a number of times, I mean, that that play – I guess they said it couldn't be reviewed, but um, even before before he was told it couldn't be, or someone said that 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 fumble that that pass, and then it was a fumble, and I guess one of the uh, refs said to McCarthy, "Don't challenge it because you'll lose." Well, how do you know? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right, I do know. Don't don't call it you right. I mean, if it's if it's not challengeable, that's one thing. But don't say don't challenge it because right. you're going to lose. I mean, that's that's not your call. Right. You know, I feel like I feel like there's just you know, for instance, you know, they so you know, Lyle Collins is a pro bowler, and they for some reason have Steele in place of Collins. I think Steele is good. I don't think he's better than Collins. I've not seen anything that would show me he's better than Collins. So why? Like, I don't get the point of, of that, you know. I get Connor Williams and Connor McGovern because Connor Williams has never been very good, if you ask me. Most disappointing first-round draft pick in, this, in the last decade, if you ask me. But then I see and hear and see that they're rotating the left guard and right tackle in and out. They're rotating. Now, how is the offensive line going to get any continuity if you're rotating these guys in and out? You know, it does. It, it, you know, what, you can't decide who your starters are going to be. You know, are you you know what I mean? Like, like I don't understand. Yeah. You know, um, you know Zeke is hurt. Zeke is not being very productive. Well, if Zeke is hurt. You know, then then why is he playing? Then sit him. You know, make Pollard the key back. He's shown he can. He I don't think he can do it for a full season. A little light in the draws, but could he do it for a game or two? Yeah. So then I don't understand why I got to keep hearing that Zeke got hurt knee and you know it's just things things like that. You know, time management. There's been a number of examples of poor time management. You know, um, 
Zerline misses an extra point, but then you go and put him in there to kick a 59-yarder, which we know he's got the leg, but he doesn't have the accuracy. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, you you have you have the uh, extra point. You may you have the extra point. They um, is a penalty. So now instead of being at the two, it's at the one. So then you take the extra point off and you go for a two point conversion. And then okay, so you have Zeke in the lineup, and you do some stupid option play to Cedric Wilson. Instead of just running Zeke, the touchdown you ran Zeke down their throat and he walked in. It's a it's a two point conversion, at the one. And you don't go behind Zach Martin, or you know the Oddish, any of those big boys, and just or quarterbacks. Maybe you don't want to sneak it with Dak. I don't know, but like, but they bring in Mariota and he just walks into the end zone. Just walks in, right from the right. Yard line, yard line, whatever. And they bring him in, so you know why they bring him in. You know why they right. bring him in. And he just walks into the end zone. We have a chance to get two, and y'all want to do some stupid option play. And let me just say this. Jason Witten, we miss you. Because uh, <laughs> Dalton Schultz is a terrible blocker. There's a number of times that he's missed key blocks that have resulted in us not getting points that we could have gotten. And that two-point conversion was one where it looked like he was just lost. It's just like if I'm seeing this from my living room couch and I'm seeing it week after week, then what is the coaching staff seeing? All I hear in the post game is, you know, we've got to go watch film and clean things up and come back and be better. When? (laughs) When? This was and that's obvious. I mean, but but it's an obvious statement. It's not just we are go back and look at the tape. How about make in game adjustments? How about that for a start? You cannot continue to say we'll have to go back and look at the tape and be better. Well, obviously you got to be better. You're not winning, so you got to be better. That's first and foremost. But to to piggyback on a few things that you said, yeah, Miss Jason Witten, but I tell you, really, Miss Blake Jarwin, because yeah. He's the even to, between the two of them. Schultz can, is is a is a very good receiving tight end. He he showed that last year in Blake Jarwin's absence. He's showing it this year as well. I think between the two, I think Jarwin and and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think he's a more complete tight end compared to Schultz. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. I think he is, um, but you know, he's hurt. <laughs> right, right, and that, and that was my next point. Blake, get healthy quick. Um, to go back to your your statement about getting continuity with the offensive line, I couldn't agree more because we have seen when the offensive line is healthy, we have seen the running game go bananas. And right now, it's not healthy. There's not enough continuity. All this rotating and shuffling in and out, that's not going to work. Uh, yeah, we know Zeke isn't 100%, but still, it's got to start up front with, with the big fellas and they've got to get all on the same page. And I don't know why we keep having these, these back and forth. You said Connor Williams, he was, he was like a second-round pick, actually. But still, one oh, of the more disappointing picks regardless, yeah. He was still – and I saw him play when he was at um, University of Texas. I thought he was going to be 
good. I didn't think he was second-round pick-worthy. I thought probably third, maybe a fourth. So when they went and got him in the second round, I thought it was a stretch. And I wish I had said something then because now I'd be sounding like a damn genius. But they got to get more quality up front and more continuity, like you said. But I think the biggest issue, aside from what the coaches are doing, that's right up there. But the next best thing is to get healthy, get get uh, Cooper back, get Lamb back, get Zeke healthy. And um, I, I, I was watching it, but did, did Tyron Smith play? I don't think he played, did he? Played the whole game. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> need I say more? He played, but uh, didn't one play in particular. You, you, it's been all over the internet. It looked like he got confused because he missed his block completely, and the uh, end came right around and hit. I mean, that got rid of the ball, but but no, he played. Yeah. Well, if I gotta ask if he played, it shows you how much. Uh, how effective he must have been. So well, he's got to get his line offense. Yeah, yeah, he actually wasn't bad. I mean, when you ask if someone played and he's on the offensive line, it's probably a good thing because he didn't do anything to, to you know, get called out. He, he didn't, you know, there was no holding penalties or false starts or anything. If you'd seen enough of those, you you, you know, he actually didn't play badly. Um, but, you know, I think I think the left guard is – position is an issue and Big yeah I think the center I mean when I talk about missing somebody I mean we had Travis Frederick for a number of years before he had that nerve disorder and you know missed a year came back played a year and then retired and uh, yeah you know they wouldn't got the school, you know and and I guess their mentality was we got one good one out of there maybe we can get another one I'm waiting because I'm not impressed with him at all and Mm-mm. you know, we we had we we had when when um and who's the other guy guard that we had that retired? Sixty eight was his number. Oh, so when we had. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I see his face too. Yeah, we had him. We had Frederick. We had Smith. We had Zach Martin. Um, and we had another. No, actually, I think sixty eight was the right guard. Who was the tackle we had? I'm trying to remember the original lineup we had. Um, but anyway, you know, we've been struggling to try to get, you know, the right combination at offensive line. And, Jay, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, for anyone who doesn't think that Amari Cooper is worth $21 million a year, well, he is. <laughs> um, we've, we've seen what happened. But, you know, when you don't have Amari Cooper and you don't have CeeDee Lamb, um, you know, it, it, it you got to have one of those guys in the lineup. You know, you can get by with, with, with one out, you know, especially Gallup being back and looking like he hasn't missed a step. Um, he's mm-hmm. going to be, he's, he's going to be a huge loss in the off season, but he's gone. We're not going to be able to afford him and wish him the best. So we better use him while we got him, but, um, that's going to certainly be a big help, but you know, we've got guys that can play. You know, Cedric Wilson can play. Turner, number 17, these guys can play. Noah Brown's been on the team four or five years. They just got to make plays. But they can play. Right. And and there was a lot of drop passes. I know you saw that between – because Cedric Wilson had probably two or three go right through his hands. 
Noah Brown had yeah. a couple go right through his skins. And any yeah. any two of those drops, we might be having a different discussion if they were actual catches instead of drops. Um, the, right. the talent is there. I think going back, I think it was Joe Looney. Either Joe Looney or Doug Free, one of those two. Doug um, Free. That's, that you're that, Free. that's who, one, of the, one of the linemen that retired that we're missing. Looney was a backup. He yep. came in and played. You know, he came in, and now he's with another team. But Doug Free, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these, these guys can make plays. Noah Brown was Ohio State. I saw him play. And when he got drafted in the sixth round, I thought that was a steal. I thought he was maybe a second or a third rounder, probably like a third rounder. Cedric Wilson, when uh, when Gallup went down with the calf injury, he started making plays left and right, and he was making plays at critical times. So when I see um, Gallup – or not Gallup, excuse me. When I see C.D. out and I see Amari out, the next dude I'm thinking about stepping up is Cedric Wilson because he's shown plays – with folks on the sidelines in street clothes, and he's out there making plays left and right, third down conversions, uh, big runs after catch, things of that nature. And then he's dropping passes on on quick slants and, and in routes where he can catch it and run and, and get plenty of yards after the catch, but you got to catch it first. And if these players are made, we could be talking about a different outcome. So it was just a, a cornucopia of bull that happened all at the wrong time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and that's you know, when you're a playmaker, it's not just the ability to make a play, it's also the timing of the play. It's it's when you're down and you need a first down or you need a catch or you need a score, you know, um Tony Pollard hundred yard kickoff return, you know, you know, I I commend the team for fighting. I commend the team for not giving up. But these are games that you have to win. These are these are games that, you know, now now I said this a week ago, or not a week ago, I guess five days ago. And I'll say it again today because it's still true. Everything you want is still obtainable. You're not out. I mean, you know, you listen to the pundits, so you know, first round by, you might as well forget about it. Well, you're two games out of a first round by and you play the team um, that's in first place. So, it, it, in essence, you're one game out of a first-round bye right now. You know, you run the table. I mean, if someone had said at the beginning of the year, you know, if Dallas goes 13-4, and four, do you think they'll be a number one seed? I think most people would say yes. So, everything you, you want is in front of you. But I said this on Tuesday, and I said if Dallas beats Oak, uh, Los Angeles and New Orleans, and it's sitting there at eight and three, or nine and three, all is well in the world. Now you go and lose. Now you're seven and four. Okay, I'm going to say it again. If you go out and beat New Orleans next Thursday, and you're sitting there at eight and four, with NFC East games coming up, in Arizona, who I frankly am not afraid of. Full strength, partial strength, you know, extra extra strength, you know, whatever. I'm I'm not afraid of Arizona. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm not. I think this team, with the right players, we need, we need. You know, I'm hearing Demarcus Lawrence has a chance to play next Thursday. I don't know what Demarcus. He ain't played all year. I don't know, you know, what he's capable of. I know what he's capable of in his prime. I know what he used to be capable of, but we'll have to see. 
But I know what Randy Gregory did this year. We miss him. I mean, yeah. if you said, give me one player, give me, you know, do you want Gregory? Do you want Lawrence? Sorry, DeMarcus. Give me back Randy Gregory. He was a, he was a record machine. Him and, and Micah Parsons? Yeah. So, you know, you, you bring them back. We get CD back. We get Amari back. We might be on to something. But it would have been nice to have a couple of these wins now, build up confidence. You know, you know, kind of like what Arizona's doing. You know, yeah. they're down the quarterback, they're down D Hop, and they've won two out of three. They're sitting at nine and two. You don't think that team's going to be full of themselves when they get their starters back? Hell yeah! Yeah, damn right, damn right. I mean, you're playing on your second string quarterback and you're still winning. And and we both know how difficult that they they yeah. should be feeling good and they still haven't relinquished the top seed. Um, no, they should be feeling great, and 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 I said on this show Tuesday, I said that if there's ever a game to lose right now, it would be the Raider game because of the impact of the loss is is minimal when you're talking about out of conference, uh, and and then you've got now conference games and divisional games coming up. Now, game, what is it? The Saints that's coming up next? You said, yeah. All right, they lose against the Saints. Cause for concern. Like now, full fledged panic mode. Full fledged. Um, you'd be at seven and five with a Charging Eagles team on top of that. Yeah, full fledged panic. But like you also said, and I agree, everything is right there in front of them. And the one takeaway, hopefully, they can have is that knowing that they were they they should have won this game, being down a lot of impactful players, still should have won this game. It's one thing when you just get your ass handed to you. Like the Broncos game, that's one of those where you just burn the tape, literally set set fire to it. Just don't even bother with it. But this one, there there are some, some good things that can be taken away from it. But you've got to play 60 minutes of quality football. And in this case, another 10 minutes on top of it. You've got to play quality football on not just offense and defense, special teams too. Kicking game does matter. You miss an extra point, you miss a field goal, even though it was a long one, all those things matter. So they got to execute across the board. And Saints got something to play for. All these teams now, going from now until the end of the regular season, all these teams got something to play for, all of them. So they better come with their hard hat and, and executing uh, on the regular because they got to win four out of the next six, in my opinion. So – <sighs> penalties. I'll let you go first. Your thoughts on 28 penalties, 14 each, four pass interference penalties on Anthony Brown. Your thoughts? I thought it was a, a poorly officiated game, to say the least. I mean, it, 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 nobody can say it was a one-sided affair because of the number of penalties and the number of, of yards, too. I mean, they both were well over 100, if I remember correctly. It was just a poorly officiated game. In terms of Anthony Brown getting four of them called on him, uh, some of them were suspect, some of them were legit. But just overall, it was poorly officiated. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, there there was some calls that, in my opinion, did have an impact on, on the outcome of the game. I'm not saying it would have changed it, but uh, some of those pass interference calls, mm, yeah, it kind of missed me on that one. 
Oh, and, yeah. and non-calls, yeah. too. There were some non-calls that should have been called, given the way they were calling it. They should have called, um, I think there was a pass interference on the Raiders that they never called. Or, or it was either pass interference or, or roughing the passer that they didn't call. I can't remember which one it was. Could have been both. Or both. Yeah, I think I think when you have to talk about the officiating, then then we have an issue. And you know, I watched a lot of the recap shows, and you know, they said that you know the calls were legitimate calls. But I've watched enough football, and I know that this is a this is a a, a, a crew that apparently, you know, is known for their tight calls. Okay, then why doesn't someone talk to them? I mean, if they're known for tight calls, isn't the whole point? I mean, Micah Parsons said it. I mean, we spoke, we playing football or flag football. You know, like, why, why is that right. okay? That should not – there needs to be some level of consistency. And the fact that you have to have a meeting Saturday morning before the game, to talk about the officials because crews differ. And so you, you have to learn each crew's tendencies. Like what? What? So I've got to, I've got to put in my game plan. I've got to scout their team and I've got to scout the officials and actually have a meeting to talk about the officials. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that officials can be allowed to that much latitude that you literally have to have a meeting before the game to warn your crew, what to warn your, your team what to look for. It's, it's one game. Holding should be holding. You know, passing appearance should be passing appearance. I get there's some level of discretion, but it shouldn't be that wide that you literally have to have a meeting to, okay, I know last week's guys let you get away with murder, but this week they're not. Well, that's not cool. You know, I mean, I got enough on my mind. Now I got to think about playing to a point so that the refs don't throw a flag. Because last week I could just let it go, but this week I can't. I don't, I don't, I just, something about that doesn't sit right with me. And if that's the way it's always been and I'm late to the party, then hey, then I'll be late to the party. But it just seems like, you know, and, and 28, 28 penalties for over 200 yards. Like, something wrong. Like, that just doesn't – that should not be ever be the case, period. There's just something's wrong. No, you're exactly right. You didn't, there is no party to go to, so don't worry about being late. There is none. You don't – there shouldn't be that much of a difference between crews where you have to basically understand their level of how they're going to call a game. That's too much of a variance. Like you said, to sit down and have a conversation about it. Some crews may be different, but it, it, everything should be marginal. It sounds like this crew is an outlier. Someone should say, oh, this is an issue, because you shouldn't have that much of a difference between crews in the NFL. Once you're at a certain level, minimal difference between folks that, that are going to be uh, umpires, refs, line judges, side judges, whomever. So 28 penalties for all those yards combined, it would be one thing if the, if the Cowboys had 14 penalties Raiders had three or four. Okay, now now we've got a, a different discussion to have. But when both sides have that much, yeah, like I said, miss me with that one. What about – I wanted to ask you about the flare-ups after the game between uh, the two linemen, one for the Raiders and one for the Cowboys. Did you get a chance to see that? 
Nah, I heard about it. I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I was. I saw it on. Um, I don't know if it was like on my sports app or what have you, or Twitter or something like that. But I was hoping that you had a little bit more info than what I could find out about it. Nah, I, you know that kind of stuff. I don't even pay attention to. Game's over. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, grown men, testosterone, egos. You know, probably a cowboy. You know, had you know, or maybe left over from the first skirmish that they had, where the, you know the ref got, <laughs> got <laughs> uh, <laughs> ref got hit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that that stuff. Like I said, man, egos. You know, I mean, I, I would say, in all fairness, you know, whoever that was on Dallas, you know, where was that fight in the game, bro? You know, don't yeah. come out fighting after after you're lost. It's over. Game's over. You know, pick pick your right. jock up off the ground, go in the locker room, wash your ass, <laughs> you know, and go home. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's just to me, it's it's it, I, I, you know, I, it's it's frustrating. And one thing I noticed, I was telling mom this um, yesterday. Did she come by yesterday? Yeah, she brought me uh, roast beef, the rest of the roast beef, because um, she wasn't gonna eat it. And so I got I got the whole whole rest of it. I done already had like three sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, that means yeah, it's nice. Um, but and I said, you know, she's like, you know, did I have a good time? And I said, yeah, you know, I had a great time. She goes, yeah, it would have been better if your team had won, huh? And I said, yeah. I said, but you know, one thing I realized. And I mean this. I mean this. You're probably going to be surprised to hear me say this, but work with me. Um, I'm going to be who I am, but I cannot let this team ruin my days and ruin my weeks. You know, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't go into a funk for two days, you know, or 24 hours because the Cowboys lost. You know, I mean – We've always said, don't get too high after a win and don't get too low after a loss. So, you know, hey, I had a, a good Thanksgiving. My brother wasn't there, but, you know, beyond that, it was still good. Got to see my family, got to see my kids. My daughter let the world know that, you know, she's she's expecting. I'm going to be a, a, a papa, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I'm happy, you know. And so – I'm not happy that the Cowboys lost. I'm not going to let it ruin my days anymore. You know, I'm not. I mean, part of me part of me almost is like, you know what, all due respect, the show is rated R. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I, am, I am, you know, I am, I don't want to, I don't, I, I get tired of everybody saying, like Stephen A. just said, you know, this team, you know, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. I don't have any faith in them. Three years in a row. Yes, three years in a row. They lost the last game of the season that could have got them in the playoffs, won the division, and went 8-8 eight and eight and lost to each of the three divisions. Like, this, you, you can't make this up. Yes, it happened. But it was many years ago. Like, there's no one left on the team now that was on the team then. Even the coaching staff is completely different. The only, the only, you know, might have the same strength and conditioning coach, 
think Britt Brown, I think he, he, you know, and then Jerry and his family, maybe Will McClay, but everybody else is new. So to, to, it, it gets frustrating to have people say, well, this is what Dallas always does, and look at the past. But then to have them still do it, and you can't argue it. That's what's frustrating. Like, shut up. You know, it, 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 ask any pro sports player. They will tell you there is no connection from last season to this season. It is a brand-new season. There is no connection. And yet everybody talks about what Dallas always does historically. You know, they, they can't win the big game. And, you know, as soon as you put you, – you, you make them the favorite, they crumble. Everybody says that, led by the number one hater, Stephen A. Smith. And, and now Shannon Sharp, who I like, who makes me laugh, but Shannon Sharp has adopted Stephen A. Smith's tactic of, you know, picking on the cowboy. I guess he figured he see what Stephen A. making for money, so he want to get that Stephen A. Smith money, so he going to do, you know, Stephen A. Smith kind of thing. And it annoys me because I know there's no truth to it, but then it happens. So then you got to sit there and be like, you know, can't shut these guys up. Can't tell them, look, see, look, nope, because they're going to say, yeah, you lost three out of four just when you were six and one, just when people were saying you're the best team in the NFL, and then you lose three out of four. So it's so frustrating being a Cowboys fan. I don't know, Jay. What do you think? Well, I'm right there with you, and I'm more from the same point of, of two things. One, first and foremost, life is too short. We're not getting a salary from the Cowboys, and if we were, it'd be a different story, but we're not. Life's too doggone short. That's number one. Number two, for the, the year that we went through last year, that alone says, you know, uh, win, lose, or draw. If we win, great. If we lose, we just got to go out there next time. I'll be in a little funk for a few minutes, but by the time the Saints and Bills came on, I was straight. I wasn't happy, but I was straight. I wasn't going to let it bother the rest of the night, which ended up being pretty good. So um, where you are, yeah, I've been there because um, there's been too many ups and downs, too much inconsistency uh, for the past several years. And um, right now it's not because – we have a bad football team. It's just we have a team that is underachieving, partly because of injuries, partly because of the execution or lack thereof, partly because of the coaching staff. And we just got to get everything on the same page. Uh, once that happens, everything will be fine. It's just when is it going to happen? It needs to, it needs to start this coming Thursday against the Saints. It needs to start now. But I'm not going to be in a funk if, uh, if we lose against the Saints. I just won't be happy about it. Hopefully we get the win. I'm expecting to get the win. But, yeah, no, your response yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but I can't guarantee if we lose Thursday that I ain't going to be in a funk, bro. <laughs> Man, to now have lost four out of five, to get back Cooper, to get back CeeDee Lamb, um, possibly Demarcus Lawrence, you know, uh, um, excuse me, you know, the O-line to be healthy, um, you know, I, I cannot promise you that. I'm trying. But, you know, one of the reasons we are fans is fan is short for fanatic. And I've always been the fanatic in the family, but I'm I'm going to try to keep it under control. But I cannot promise that if we lose to the Saints on Thursday that I won't lose my motherfucking mind because that's another team that's been struggling. I just watched them this, this Thursday night. They didn't look good at all. But it just seems like all these teams that don't look good 
when they play Dallas, they find an extra gear. You know, they find an extra. So, I mean, look at look at the Raiders. Like, who was that team? Who the hell was that team? That ain't the team we've been seeing. Look at the Chiefs. You know, like, okay, it was 19-9, but, you know, and, and they were on a win streak, but that defense didn't look like that. Shut us down nine points? Nine? Yeah. We were averaging 31 points a game. Nine? <laughs> like, you see, like, when teams come to play us, they come in with an extra something. And we got to, like, we got to know who we are. We got to, you know, you want to be America's team and all of that. Y'all, y'all got to, you know, one of the things I always liked about the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys and the Tom Landry Cowboys is they were prepared. They knew who they were. Tom Landry knew how to manage all that bull. Jimmy Johnson knew how to manage all that bull. And when Jimmy couldn't anymore, when Jimmy felt like his voice wasn't going to be heard anymore, he got out. He didn't sell out. He got the hell out. You know, he's like, okay, I I can't do this no more. They're not going to keep responding. They need somebody else to keep this train going. I'm out. Well, we need to get the train going again. It's time to get that train going. It's, we, we have everything we need. We've got a championship head coach. We've got a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator who went to the Super Bowl as a head coach. We've got the offensive coordinator that pretty much everyone is saying, enjoy him while you got him. He's probably going to be a head coach next year. Boy genius and all these things that he's getting called. That's our brain trust right there a Super Bowl-winning head coach in McCarthy, and let's be clear, say all you want, but the Packers haven't even been to a Super Bowl, okay? They haven't even been back. McCarthy's been out three years. Well, they haven't been back since 2010 when Aaron Rodgers and, and McCarthy won. You could say it was Aaron, you could say whatever you want, but McCarthy was the head coach. We had a Super Bowl-winning head coach who coached a very great quarterback. So, he, like, he knows, he should know what the fuck he's doing. We've got people in place that should know what the fuck they're doing. It's just, it's just, I'm, t- I'm, just, I'm tired, Jack. I'm just tired. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, if we lose, opening night, I could handle that loss all night. I said it then. We didn't make, we didn't give the game away. We didn't make any big mistakes. Matter of fact, we won the turnover battle against the Bucks. We just left a little too much time on the clock for Mr. Brady. Okay. Yeah. First game to go to Tampa when they get in their rings and to play the the, the reigning, defending Super Bowl champion and to play that well, man, I'm good. I was good. And then we go and win six in a row. Oh, I'm great. Now we don't lost three out of four. Bruh, it's time. It's time. Oh, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah, we're overdue now. <laughs> you know, that, that, that bun in the oven, boy, that thing burnt. We're overdue. But you did say something that made me really think about it, and it made sense. And maybe you didn't even realize you said it, but you had said Every team seems to play with an extra 
oomph to them, a little extra additive, a little extra something, something when they're playing the boys. And it's because they yeah. get all the publicity. It's because they're America's team. It's because they're always on prime time. So it makes sense for everybody that they play, regardless of record, regardless of potential, regardless of anything. It only makes sense that they play with an extra chip on their shoulder just because of what's on the helmet. The problem that I'm having is, and I think you said it, but you just you, you kept on going in a different direction, but I wanted to come back to it. We need to play in that same type of, of manner, that same type of fashion. We need to have an extra chip on our shoulder, an extra oomph, an extra reason behind it. The same way they play us, the same kind of enthusiasm, the same type of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, flair, necessity, whatever you want to call it. We need that same thing too, that same sense of urgency. And it, it, it doesn't seem like it, it's there the way it needs to be. It's definitely not there the way it is when you've got the Broncos coming into town, the Raiders coming into town, us going to the Chiefs. Everybody's trying to throw their best punch at us, everybody, especially when we was on that win streak. And now it, 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 it's as if attrition is truly taking toll on us and we can't punch back the way we were doing early in the season. We got to stop all that. We got The harder we get hit, we got to hit even harder back. Yeah, I mean, and, and I said what you said differently. I said, you know, Tom Landry and Jimmy Johnson knew how to handle that we were a target every week, and he knew how to get the team ready for that. And the solution to that is you got to take their heart early. You know, you did it against Atlanta. That's a prime example of what I'm talking about. Half That game was over at halftime. It was over. And it wasn't just over because the score was so lopsided. You could, Atlanta, it was, Atlanta had nothing left. They were demoralized. They were defeated. The score could have been 10-7. to 7. They were defeated. It wasn't 10-7. to 7. <laughs> But that's what I mean. They're going to come give told. you their best. What are you, you going to do? How are you going to handle it, and how are you going to respond? And like Zeke said, you know, choke them out. Like, you, you know, I don't have a problem with you guys getting the ball first, but then you got to score. Even if it's three points. And you move the ball 60 yards and you get a field goal. Send a message, you know. And, and I don't have a problem. A lot of people think they got to run the ball, they got to run the ball, they got to run the ball. They tried to run the ball and there was nothing there. So, you know, I'm okay with trying to run the ball, but I'm not okay with beating your head against the wall just to have statistics to say you ran the ball 30 times. You know, running right. the ball 20 times for 64 yards shows you that there was nothing there. If they had ran the ball 20 times for 110 yards and lost, I would have said, why didn't you run the ball more? But there was they, – they, they weren't creating holes. They couldn't run the ball. So they had to pass. Whatever you have to do, I don't care what it is. Run, pass, kick, block, you know, break down. I don't care what it is you have to do. But you, we cannot continue to go in and go down to these teams, you know, 7, 10, 14 points. It changes the entire complexity of the game, and we're not built to handle that. We've got to go up on these teams. That's what we need to do. They're going to punch us in the mouth. How do we respond? How do we handle that punch? You know, I, you know I'll, I'll, let's be Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, give me your best punch. Go ahead. Come on, I'm right here. It ain't going to work. 
That's what, right. That's the message that you know. I I, I almost want to say we got to have that swagger back. You know. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? You heard about that, right? Uh huh. Yeah, but but there's something to that where you know the teams of the '90s, the teams of the '70s. You know, that team just knew they were better. And they walked in, not cocky, but they came in and they just knew, everybody do their job, we're going to win this game. You know, 16-game season, we win in 12. We win in 13. You know, we're going to get the first round by. We're going to – we're getting a home playoff game. Like, they just knew. And I'll never forget the story of Dion and Michael Irvin. And it was um, – 96, 97, and they got their ass kicked in a regular season game. And Michael and uh, Dion walked into the locker room, and he was talking to Irving. He's like, yo, we got we to get this ship right, man. We got to, you know. And, and Michael looked at him and said, Dion, it's over. Michael knew the run was done. You know, like the way that team was constructed, they, they didn't have what it was going to take to get back to the dance. And he was right. He was absolutely right. Well, the flip opposite of that is understanding that you could be at the beginning. I mean, let's, let's think about it. Can this team stay constructed as is for the next three to five years? Other than a couple of players that might be in their 30s, it's a very young team. So you're at yep. the cusp of what could be the next Cowboy dynasty. You've got to know that. And then go make it happen. Go in there and, like, man, like, like, you know, like, fuck this. Like, literally, someone right. has got to step up and say, fuck this. We are not going to lose. And that's, I think it's Dak's job, but if Dak isn't going to do you know, the only person, I'm going to see if you can guess this. The one person that I see, I will put this team on my back. <laughs> Probably Michael Parsons. That's it. That's it. That dude, that dude is, 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 is lighting the draws, okay? I see yeah. him rushing against these big offensive tackles twice his size. And not just outpicking them, he's outpowering these guys. He's got legs yeah. getting up on them and pushing them back. Yeah, bull rush. He's done bull rushing. Absolutely. I saw on Twitter somebody said if we had 11 – Michael Parsons on defense, we never lose a game. That's a bit much, but I, I get the point. Mm-hmm. He's got I don't that know. It may not be that much stretch. <laughs> I, I like to have it, not, the truth. <laughs> may not be. He's got that attitude. He's got that, like, there needs, that needs to be infectious. I know he's a rookie, but everybody needs to watch this guy, the ones that aren't getting it, you know, because he's letting you know, I'm going to fight. He gets a penalty here and there and stuff. Whatever. Comes right back. Mm-hmm. Keeps fighting. Keeps fighting. So, I don't yeah, that's, know. That's what you got to do. I mean, you, it, it should come from that. Yeah, it shouldn't come from Mike. It should come from that. But it, at this point, I don't care who it comes from. It can come from the damn punter, as far as I'm concerned. He got the right name for it. Anger. I mean, why not come from him? Shoot. Um, Dallas has to come out. Thursday on a mission with a chip on their shoulder. Come out with the with the desire 
to bury this team. You got 10 days off after this game. So, you know, I, you, you might even get Randy Gregory back next. I think, I think Washington is, is after um, the Saints, and I, and I think Randy Gregory is best. You know, he's already he's practicing, not practicing, practicing, but he's doing, you know, drills on the side and all of that. So, um, you know, I, for me, the vision is clear. We need to just hit these guys hard. Fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, ten nothing. First quarter, set the tone. If we do that on Thursday, look out, look out, Dallas. We go in there and it's the same old boo, as you would say, and we're down ten nothing at the end of the first quarter. Not saying we're going to lose. Not saying you know the season's over. I'm just saying they're not ready. They're not ready. They should, they should have their first 15 plays scripted, and these should be – the whole point should be we're, we have our first two drives scripted. We know – we know now, obviously, you, you make adjustments, but you scouted them. You know what they're vulnerable to. You go in there and you hit them in the mouth. Hit them in the fucking mouth right away. Set the tone. Be that guy. Be that bully. And then Agreed. see what happens. Yeah, you got you got a Saints team that doesn't have um, Jameis Winston. Trevor Simeon is is serviceable. He, he's obviously not someone you're going to build a franchise around. Then you got Taysom Hill. You shouldn't be scared of him. You should not be scared of this team at all. And and the fact that it's it's in New Orleans, that's only what a like a few hours away from the from the Cowboys. So oh, you yeah. know there's going to be a lot. We have fans, but there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans there too. Absolutely. So there's, there's no excuse. There's just uh, from the bottom to the top, top to the bottom. Use. I am um, very seriously considering canceling the show Tuesday only because I, I, I don't think I'm going to be in shape to do a show. But I will text you guys. So just be prepared that we might not have a show Tuesday. Um, well, the main Main thing with that one is just we're going to make sure everything is okay. Obviously, this is just a normal routine stuff, and and everything is going to be fine, and and we'll we'll go from there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I, I you know the time I get out of there and get home and chill and all of that, and I'm like, all right, am I going to want to like regroup and get ready to? I like to have energy when I do the show, and if I'm not going to have the energy, then there's no point. You know, there's no point. Exactly. I like to be out. Energy, you know what I'm saying? So more than likely we'll, yeah. we'll be canceling. Um, come back next Tuesday and ready to go. And go. So, all right. Uh, any final last thoughts, my brother? Oh, actually, I got quite a few. I don't know if you're watching the Auburn-Alabama game, but, man, it is a doozy. I thought Auburn had it in the bag almost. Alabama came back, tied it up, went in overtime. Bama took the lead. Auburn came back, second overtime, tied the game. So this is uh, for the Iron Bowl. Obviously, it's rivalry weekend, so I'm enjoying that one. Thanksgiving, uh, my my heart and, and my mind were in Connecticut, even though my body was in North Carolina. I did enjoy myself, don't get me wrong, um, but there's nothing like being home in Connecticut for Thanksgiving, especially since the last time I was there was 2018, so – uh, I missed everybody. I'm glad everybody had a good time. Can't wait for next year to come around because I'm really looking forward to it. 
and, and even sooner than that. As far as football goes, pro football specifically, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend we'll, or uh, tomorrow in terms of divisional games. And um, like we've talked about for the last 55 minutes, boys got to get together when it comes time to play the Saints. So plenty to talk about between now and then, and i um, looking forward to it. Yeah, I just turned on. I didn't realize, you know, I, I, I watch one college football game a year. <laughs> and it's the national championship. Everything else I catch on Sports yeah. Center. I actually, I actually just turned on Auburn and Alabama, so I watched the last. Um, however, however, in their second overtime, so someone just sacked somebody. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, look. Um, all I'll say is this: every everything that Dallas wants to accomplish is still in front of them. You know, with four losses. You finish the season 13 and 4, 12 and 5. You win the division. You guarantee the home playoff game. Um, you know, if 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 we had to go to Tampa at some point, we've already played well at Tampa. If we had to go to LA, um, you know, that's Cowboy Country. You know, the the only place I would be concerned with in the NFC um, is is Green Bay. Having to go to Green Bay in January is is not where you want to go. Um, so I would be concerned with that. Not that we couldn't do it, but I would be concerned with going to Green Bay, playing Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. All the other NFC contenders, I'm not concerned with at all. Uh, we could play well in any of their stadiums, and, of course, we can play well at home. So, But we have to get there, and it starts this Thursday. So, you know, time to have a short memory. It's time to say, okay, this is what happened. It's done. Can't change it. We are not that team. We are this team. And now it's time to go show it. And the way to show it is to come out fast and hard and hit him good and, and, and punch New Orleans in the mouth. Don't take them lightly. Sean Payton is a heck of a coach. can't take them lightly. They're going to play. They're going to play to win. But if we go in there and do what we are capable of, we should be able to win this game, especially getting our starters full strength or Almost full strength. So, as yes, sir. Mr. T would say, don't sing it, bring it. So, <laughs> all right. Good doing the show with you, my brother. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you are back home, right? Safe and sound in the boudoir. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, uh, I'm going to enjoy football tomorrow. The, one, the good news is, I mean, the bad news is we don't play. The good news is we don't play. So we can actually watch other games without no stress. We already know where our team is. And um, it looks like I have to be a, a Giants fan tomorrow and hope that they can derail the Eagles and keep the Eagles off our back one more week. So, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's another clusterfuck right there. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, all right, bro. My best to the family. We'll catch up soon. And uh, to everyone out there, appreciate you allowing me and my brother to spend a few minutes with y'all, talking about the Cowboys, talking about Thanksgiving. Hope everybody is enjoying the weekend and, uh, you know, the holiday season. And, um, you know what, I'm just going to make an executive decision right now. There will be no show Tuesday night. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to allow myself some recovery time for my little procedure. We will be back a week from Tuesday. And I promise you, I promise you when we come back, 
and whether the Cowboys win or lose, we're going to have a lot to talk about. The show's going to be hot. So for the missing K-Star, the missing Dr. Train, I hope they had a good holiday. And for my brother, my main man, man, 20 grand, I miss you, bro. I love you, bro. And uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Everybody out there, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And uh, let's watch some football tomorrow because you know why? Because all those feuds will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.